What's up, peeps? I'm back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of the AEW Insider. Sorry it's a couple days late. I've been crazy busy with the YouTube channel. I wanted to do some special videos for Friday the 13th, and I did get them done on time. And an incident happened Wednesday night, so I was a day behind. It's just been crazy. But please, definitely check out the videos on YouTube and show us some love. It's the top five Friday the 13th films and the top five worst Friday the 13th films. Yes, there are that many to have a top five worst and best. Uh, but anyway, this is the AEW Insider, so let's get to some news. Uh, we don't have too much AEW news. Really, all we're covering on that is what they put out this week. Uh, this week's road to AEW TNT kicked ass. The first part covered Cody's opponent for the first... His, actually, Cody's match, when they premiere on TNT the first night, his match is the first match to kick off the show, and it is with Sammy Guevara. I've always liked Sammy, but after watching this episode, I have a lot more respect for him. Uh, the episode did end with Cody doing a sit-down with Tony Schiavone. Cody asked Shivani if he will be doing commentary with JR. Tony acted like he had no idea what Cody was talking about. He said, it's up to you. You're the boss. It got real awkward. And Cody kept winking at the camera. He said, you see me, guys? I'm winking at the camera. Me and he already knows that he's going to have JR and Tony Shivani doing live TV commentary, which is awesome. And I think they're going to put the mass commentator with them, too. So, I mean, it's a dream team. It's good shit. So, Tony Shivani is confirmed with JR to do commentary for the live show, and then they will switch it up on a pay-per-view. Uh, this week's Being the Elite had a great MJF skit to start off, and then it was a lot of Young Bucks. I love the Bucks, but it was a little bit too much this week. I don't know if they didn't have much to do, or they just wanted to hype it, but they hyped it a little bit too much. They do have the AEW Tag Team Tournament titles coming up, and the tournament does kick off on TV. So they did a lot about that. Also, it did have Omega. If you're a fan of Kenny, you know he does wacky, crazy shit. Through his career and all that, for a couple weeks or month, it'll be some crazy angle, and he's just nutty. Uh, this one, it had him answering fan mail from the BETE mailbag. And he didn't even answer the fan's question. He just brought it up one of his own and said it was a fan asking. But he's so distraught, and he's going crazy off for losing the pock and losing an AEW that he's really, really breaking it. So they're having him like he can't take his losses, and he's going all nutty and crazy. So I'm excited to see where he takes the storyline. All right, let's get on to some WWE news. It has come out that Vince McMahon and Eric Bischoff are huge fans of Ali. It took you long enough, boys. I mean, Ali is a huge friggin' talent, and he would have been in the title card if picture, if not champion by now, if it wasn't for his injury he had. Um, I do like hearing this, though. It's the way it should be. Peeps like Ali, Cedric Alexander, Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable, I've been huge fans of all of them, and I'm so happy that they are getting their time to shine. Even if it won't last, hopefully it will. I guess the Viper, Randy Orton, had a bad flight. He was on a plane somewhere, and after he got off the flight or while still on it, he did make a, he did tweet out a tweet. Uh, he proceeded to call the flight attendant a good old-fashioned prick. I can only imagine what went down on that flight. 
Uh, for a while backstage, some NXT superstars did not want to get called up to the main roster. They've seen what happened to others who have got called, called excuse me, who have got called, I can't even talk today, who have gotten called up. What the hell? Uh, and now um, they don't want to move. A lot of them don't want to stay, period. Not even about what you called the people who got called up and didn't make it. But they notice NXT on USA is huge. It's on once a week on TV. So what the fuck's the difference besides Raw or SmackDown except a bigger crowd? And uh, if you guys are good enough and your storyline's good enough, you're going to be on the pay-per-views anyway. So I don't blame them, honestly. A GoFundMe fund was set up for Nasty Boy, uh, you know, remember the Nasty Boy tag team? Their wrestler, Brian Nobbs. He has a horrible knee infection, and he needs a full replacement, and he cannot afford it. Uh, the Nasty Boys were awesome back in the day. If you guys don't know them, definitely look them up, because they're fucking the bomb. Um, if you want also to help out, look up his GoFundMe. It's for Brian Nobbs for his knee replacement. Out of the 10000 he needs, he has over 4000 so far. So best of luck from us here, bro. Honestly, the Nasty Boys were the shit. On uh, some crazy news, through DNA testing, Seth Rollins has discovered that he has a brother and a sister he never knew about. It looks like Papa Lopez was very busy back in the day. I know his new siblings must have felt like they hit the fucking jackpot. It's insane. With all these uh, check your ancestry things and stuff like that, whatever they are, when you can take your DNA and have it tested to see your bloodline, well, a lot of them, they put the DNA into a database if you give them permission, and then they can actually match it with family members. So people are finding family members all the fuck over the world all the time. It's crazy. Um, Big Cass from Enzo and Big Cass has confirmed that he has had talks with WWE about his return. You know, like two weeks ago, Enzo said, yes, it was true. Then about a couple days later or a week later, Triple H did deny it. Cass just came straight out and said, yeah, we talked and we are talking now. Who knows what the future holds? To me, those two were the best thing going on NXT for NXT for a long time, and they never even got the NXT tag team belts. It's time for my peeps to return. How you doing? But as soon as I, like I said, I write this over the week, or when I get time, I put it all together to bring you guys a good show. I did write that, but after I wrote that, a couple days later, actually last night, a big, big incident happened that might actually prevent Cass and probably Enzo from going back to the WWE. I will cover it in a new section at the end of the show. It's really, really crazy shit, peeps. Now, it has been stated by numerous sources that Michael Cole will be replaced on Monday Night Raw, and he will be replaced with 205 Live commentator Vic Joseph. It's not 100% right now, but that's what they want to get done. They're switching everything up for these shows on Raw, SmackDown, Fox, all that. Speaking of 205 Live, Triple H has announced that it will be ending. It's canceled. It's over. That sucks because I love 205 Live. It was fucking awesome. Uh, he did say that all the stars will move to NXT and either they'll just mix in with the NXT roster or they will have a cruiserweight division under the NXT umbrella. And he said the cruiserweight title will be much more prestige while being under the NXT umbrella, which I do agree with. Sasha Banks did an interview and gave us a peek behind the curtain as to why we have not seen her since WrestleMania up until a few weeks ago. She stated that, 
I've been doing this for seven years straight, no breaks. So you know, people need to step back and reevaluate their lives, take care of their souls and their minds. I'm back, I'm better than ever, and I got myself a championship match on Sunday, so I think I did quite well for myself, right? She also added, everybody's talking about Sasha Banks, and that's what I was born to do. I'm a star, a main eventer, a headline. I'm making money, I'm making moves, period. So, the boss is back. We already know. All right, real quick, we'll get to the tonight's Clash of the Champions card. Um, I'm not going to do a YouTube show because the editing takes way too much. I might do it for the result show, but I doubt it because the result shows and all that shit don't do that good. So, we do have the, what you call, my predictions for Clash of the Champions. And then we'll take a break real quick. I'm going to take a drink real quick, peeps. All right, got to parch my thirst, you know. All right, tonight's card. All right, let me see. I'll start from the bottom because I have it typed up from actually the last card down. All right, we do have the Intercontinental Championship match, which is Shinsuke Nakamura versus The Miz. Now, normally I would take The Miz, but my pick is Nakamura, only because Nakamura has a new gimmick. He's doing this thing. He's only been doing it for a couple weeks. He's got Sami Zayn behind him. So if they want to give it any validity, they got to make him, you know, win a couple. So I definitely got to go with Shinsuke on this one. We also have the United States Championship match, which is AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander. My pick Cedric Alexander. I mean, come on, man. AJ doesn't need a belt, man. I don't mean to say that in a bad way, but him in the club, just to have him all that, the gold on the waist, because they're a click now, they don't need anything. The club is the biggest people in New Japan, along with AJ Styles. So I got to give it to my dog, Cedric. He deserves it. We do have the Raw Tag Team Championship match. It is Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman. My pick, excuse me, it's Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, I apologize, versus, because uh, that's the main event, but they are, they're putting their tag teams against the line against Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. My pick is Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Not only because Dolph Ziggler is my favorite wrestler who wrestles currently today, it's just that Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman don't need them. They're in a championship match for the belt. They need to be in a feud with that for a few months, not with the tag team titles. So they're definitely going with Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. All right, uh, real quick, peeps, we're going to take a break. I will be back. We'll continue my predictions for Clash of Champions. After that, i got to tell you some crazy fucking big cast news. I've got some New Japan news, UFC news, uh, the Bloodsport 2 pay-per-view that went la la down last night news, and many, many more. So definitely stay tuned with the AEW Insider. We'll be right back, and check us out on all social media. All right, peeps, we're back. Thank you so much for joining us with the AEW Insider. Definitely check us out on our social media. It's the AEW Insider on Facebook and YouTube. And the AEW Insider 1, as in the number one on Twitter. Show us some love. Tell me what you want to see in the shows. Tell me what you don't like. Tell me to go fuck myself. Tell me something, peeps. All right, let's get back to WWE's Clash of Champions card and my predictions. We do have the SmackDown Women's Championship match. It is Bailey versus Charlotte Flair. I've got to go with Bailey. Uh, Charlotte Flair wants it to become, I believe, 10-time champion. I think she's 9-time already. That's way too much for her to have so early in her career. Bailey just got the belt, even though I hate Bailey's gimmick. I think it absolutely sucks. I wish she went full-turn heel and then, uh, what you call, got a new outfit and all that. But I don't think Bailey's going to lose it tonight. 
And I wasn't even this hyped about the match. I watch wrestling all the time. I mean, obviously, literally, that's why I do this show. Uh, one of my friends posted on, uh, excuse me, on our Facebook group, WFW Fan Group and the AEW Insider, uh, about the history of Bailey and Charlotte Flair. And it went all the way back to NXT, which I watch as they happen. And they do pretty much have, like, a pretty fucking, a pretty good rivalry. So this match tonight should be good. It'll be interesting to see who wins. Uh, we also have Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. My pick, Eric Rowan. Uh, the Roman Reigns wins fucking everything, and it's pretty fucking sad they're going to let Rowan beat him, but they got to, man. Anybody they put in Roman Reigns' paths, they let him beat him, and then within two weeks or two months, their feud's over, and he beats the other guy. Roman's got this new gimmick. He wants to make something out of his name. Like I said, they want to give it some validity. It's not for a belt or anything like that. I'm definitely going with Rowan over Reigns tonight. We also have the Raw Women's Championship match. It is Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. I'm going with the boss, baby. Becky Lynch has had it since WrestleMania. Leading up to WrestleMania, everybody was fucking behind the man. Wanted her to have that belt. After she got her nose busted, everything else, as soon as she got it, like mostly, everybody couldn't be fucking bothered. It's time for her to give the strap up. Sasha just came back. WWE wants to make her happy. Plus, her and her bestie Bailey will have the belts each. So, I gotta go with Sasha Banks. Uh, we do have the WWE Championship match. It's Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. I want to go with Randy Orton really bad, but I got to go with Kofi. Only because I don't think Randy Orton's going to be the guy who beats him. I'm hoping it's somebody who needs it like Kofi did. You know what I mean? But Randy Orton very well win, could win tonight. Like, I don't like Kofi as champion. I'm glad he got his push. I'm glad he got his shot. But it's boring as fuck, to be honest. Uh, Randy Orton's contract's up next year, too. I did pick Kofi. I'm going to stick with Kofi. But the Viper might steal that shit tonight, peeps. Uh, we do have the Universal Championship match. It is Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman. I got to go with Seth Rollins. He's going to retain. I want Braun to have the belt. Hopefully, they'll bring this feud out for a couple months and maybe Braun will finally beat him forward. Braun is a huge star. He's going to be champ for a while. Vince loves him. He loves his big men, shit like that. But I just don't think it's his time tonight. I got to go with Seth Rollins to retain. There are 10 WWE championships on the line tonight. It sucks that they moved the King of the Ring finals to Raw. That pisses me off. They built it up, say, hey, we're bringing the Heritage back. We're coming back. It's going to kick ass. Yeah, what you call it? They've been pushing good peeps. And as always, they shitted on it. They had such a good show, a big show for the pay-per-view tonight that they put it on Monday Night Raw tomorrow, which I think is bullshit. They need to have a big tournament again last year and have a legit King of the Ring pay-per-view like they used to have. All right, let's get on to some New Japan Pro Wrestling news. Uh, well, the horrible the horrible latest Hellboy movie has come and gone in America, but it is about to release on DVD in Japan. Maybe America too, who the fuck knows. They legit had a Hellboy there. Full makeup, the gloves, everything looked just like fucking Hellboy, and he had a wrestling match, and he was actually victorious. So that's at our advertising over there in Japan, so definitely check out Hellboy's first win in New Japan in the squared circle. Some NWA news. Jim Cornette has gotten into it with another wrestler. The wrestler is a deathmatch star. His name is G. Raver. 
Well, he made this shirt that's uh, that says Jim Cornette sucks, and it has a pic of Jim, Nord's, Jim Cornette's head with blood all over it, and it's got long pins protruding from his forehead, like those pins they use in those crazy death head matches when they're putting into each other's head. Uh, they went back and forth on Twitter, and it got nasty. Jim Cornette got his lawyer on, on speed dial ASAP, and he told the guy if he does not stop selling it or fucking with him, he's going to sue him. It's crazy shit, peeps. Uh, UFC news. Writer, UFC fighter George Masvidal called on The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, for a favor. He asked Dwayne that if he beats Nate Diaz at UFC 244, if Dwayne will put the belt around his waist. The Rock did accept his invitation. He said he's doing everything he can to be there live. And if he is and if he wins, he will put that rock uh, belt around his waist. So that's pretty awesome, Rock. All right. Some wrestling news real quick. Wrestler Josh Bodum was fired after he attacked referee Aaron Wilde. He left him with career-ending injuries. It happened at Revolution Pro Wrestling's Summer Sizzle event and was not part of the show. Bodum just kept punching a ref in the head and the neck and left him with shoulder injuries and neck injuries. That's not cool at all, bro. Uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 2 took place last night. I didn't get to see it. I was at a family event. Uh, so when I get the highlights, I will share them with you guys. Hopefully by tonight when I do the results show. Uh, his sport is legit like UFC. It looks for real for real, which it is, but it has a little entertainment value to it. Um, I have to catch the next one. It's in a big square ring, but there's no corners or ropes like Bloodsport. It's a big mat, and they beat the piss out of each other. Past people who've been in it is Matt Riddle, New Japan Suzuki. Like, it's some serious shit. Um, the Killer Croc, I mean Killer Croc, Killer Cross was in it from Impact Wrestling last night, last night, and he won his match via submission. After his match, Killer Cross took the mic, and he challenged Hollywood star and former WWE world champion Dave Batista to a match in a blood sport ring. I doubt Batista would do it, but I would love to see him in a blood sport match. So we'll see what's going to go on. For the last couple of months, there has been rumors that John Cena will star in the sequel to Suicide Squad, which is uh, what you call it. It's called The Suicide Squad. The director, James Gunn, released the full cast list a few days back, and Mr. John Cena's name was front and center. So he will be in the sequel to Suicide Squad. And rumors are that he will be playing the DC character named Peacemaker, a man who is all about peace but will do anything to achieve it, including being a hypocrite, a murderer, what have you. So it should be good. Fans are pissed that Jared, Jared Leto, Jared Leto is not coming back for this one as the Joker. Since then, I mean, they're going fucking buckshit crazy. So I know right now James Gunn is scrambling. If he can't get him, he's definitely going to try getting him if it's possible. All right, now back to Big Cass, a.k.a. Cass XL. I seen last night at, a, at an indie show, Big Cass got into a big fight. It was a goodbye show for indie wrestler Pat Buck, who actually signed a contract with WWE as a producer. So he's going there. That was his last send-away party. Uh, Big Cass made threats to bad boy Joey Janela, and uh, he started fucking with Pat Buck. Pat Buck. 
Buck spit and punched him in the face. I posted the article. The cops had big casts and handcuffs outside the arena. I think I think right there just killed any hope of him back in the WWE. And like I said, peeps, I type this and write this out as I see it. So even though I'm saying this shit, I have what's going down. So listen, uh, this is what people reported there happened. Backstage incident with former WWE star Big Cass marred last night's WrestlePro farewell for owner Pat Buck. He was officially wrestling his last match for the promotion after signing with World Wrestling Entertainment as a producer. PW Insider has confirmed with multiple sources that were present that Cass, who was booked as an unadvertised surprise to appear in the Battle Royal, was acting aggressive and erratic backstage over the course of the evening leading to several incidents and finally his expulsion from the Rollway Rec Center in Rollway, New Jersey. That's what my daughter and I seen Impact Wrestling's United We Stand in April for WrestleMania. That's a nice little event. I mean, a little center. At one point, at one point Cass confronted AEW star Joey Janela in a threatening manner, looking for a physical confrontation. It was apparently stemming from Janela's run-in several months back with Enzo Amore at a Blink-182 concert in New Jersey. One source believed excuse me, Cass slapped Janela, but we were not able to confirm that. The irony over the situation, we are told, is that Cass and Janela had been in the same locker room the night before for Northeast Wrestling and there had been zero issues at all. Cass was approached by WrestlePro's Kevin Matthews, who defused the situation for a moment. Cass continued to be loud and belligerent towards Janela, to the, the point that Dan Math warned WrestlePro that if Cass wasn't calmed down, he was going to have to step in and handle the situation himself. Math is known for being an extreme professional backstage, so that he even initiated that, that it got to that point, you know it was a big, big deal. Cass was definitely in the wrong, people are saying. WrestlePro later, uh, excuse me, WrestlePro later had Matt and Janella, who were wrestling on the show, move to a private room so they could call their match without distraction and to keep uh, Big Cass separated from them. This is a big fucking mess, people. However, Cass's behavior didn't stop there. Um, according to four different sources, he made his way through the locker room, accusing several people of stealing his sweater he owned, and began threatening that he was going to take care of the entire locker room, insinuating he was going to beat people up. This continued until Cass ended up in a smaller backstage room with AEW stars FCU and Pat Buck who were in the middle of putting together their main event match for the night. Cass began accusing everyone in the room of stealing his belongings and acting in a threatening manner, threatening to fight them. He then turned to Buck, who was sitting, and said, What are you going to do, tough guy? And he spit in Buck's face. Buck, with no recourse as he was backed against a wall, punched Cass and took him down with one punch. Buck then grabbed Cass and controlled him on the floor as other wrestlers stormed in and pulled Cass out of the room. We are told that the second Cass was down on the floor, his entire demeanor changed as he went from aggressive and threatening to questioning why he was hit and asking what was going on. Holy fuck. 
Local police who were in the building at the Rollway Police Station is next door to the Rollway Rec Center. So whenever there is a wrestling show, there are tons of off-duty and on-duty officers who stop by the visit. Uh, they were asked by WrestlePro to escort Cass from the building. Cass was removed and Buck's farewell went on as planned. The consensus in the locker room was that Cass was completely unprofessional, especially given the fact that he was given a chance by the promotion to come to work there as he's been trying to redeem himself in the business, you know, the last year or so or more than that. Uh, some were so angry over the situation that there was a belief that Cass had remained in the locker room. There were wrestlers who were willing to physically throw him out or worse. Uh, but they were trying to be professional with someone who wasn't being professional at all. There was a lot of sympathy for Buck given what tonight meant to him personally and because he was placed in a situation where he had zero choice but to defend himself against someone much bigger that was disrespecting the locker room. Obviously, Cass won't be booked again by the promotion. And PDWinsider.com uh, was later told by several fans that even after being ejected, Cass remained outside the venue uh, after the event ended. And at one point, it appeared that the local police were searching his car. Cass sat down on the sidewalk, and according to three different fans we heard from, including one who sent that picture that's on our, our social media, he began loudly making remarks about himself to the point that they concerned authorities. They called an ambulance to take Cass to transport him to the local hospital. So if you don't know why he was let go in WWE in the first place, I'll tell you or I'll remind you. Remember, he got injured in that match with Enzo. During his, uh, that, he was, while he was away, his baby Carmella dumped him. He came back overweight, he was drinking really bad, and he had a bad attitude. Him and Carmella got into a big herbal, a verbal uh, altercation backstage, and people were pissed. They let him slide. One time, wrestlers were on a bus traveling somewhere. Big Cass goes to use the bathroom. He goes to exit the bathroom, and he can't get out. So he flips shit. He smashes the door open and looking for who locked him in. Come to find out, nobody locked him in at all. He was so fucked up, he couldn't get out, and they thought somebody was fucking with him. And that's when WWE told him it was time to go. So, I mean, all this shit is just crazy. We know that they're in talks with WWE. WWE wanted them for NXT. If not, AEW probably would have took them. But now that he burnt the bridge with fucking Joey Janela big time, and WWE, I mean, did the same shit he got fired from WWE for, it looks like he might be stuck on the indies. And it's probably going to fuck up big uh, Enzo's chance, too. Maybe not with WWE, but I don't know, man. It's fucked up. And then today it came out that the incident was alcohol-related. So he is drinking again. He fought with Pat Buck, who is, excuse me, him fighting with Pat. Oh, well, that's what I just said. Anyway, the main part I wanted to say is that it is alcohol-related. And Enzo's probably flipping shit. And like I said, it was confirmed that Pat Buck did lay him out with one shot. That's crazy. All right, peeps, that's it for today. I mean, this was a pretty freaking decent show, actually. I threw this together with the time I had. I will be to back tonight with the results show from WWE's Clash of Champions. And real quick, even though it isn't wrestling related, I would like to send our condolences to the family of Eddie Money. He did pass away Friday morning, and it's really sad. Myself being a kid from uh, Jersey, Eddie and his music were and still are a huge part of my life. 
Everybody loves Springsteen from Jersey. My boy was Eddie Money. So I want to thank you so much for all the amazing music, brother, and Godspeed. All right, Pete, definitely remember to check us out on all our social media. As always, we do get some of our news, some, not all of it, from other sources, of course, so I like to give them props. We get them from online and in print. Some places are the Wrestling Observer, PW Insider, Fightful.com, WrestleTalk, Cultaholic, Ringside News, Pro Wrestling Sheet, Bodyslam.net, and Sam Roberts, just to name a few. So remember to look for us tonight. We'll be back. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for the support. Check out our Friday the 13th videos on YouTube. As always, it's the AEW Insider on YouTube and Facebook, and the AEW Insider 1 on Twitter. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benz. This is the AEW Insider. And ciao, peeps.